You're listening to the Manifest Miracles podcast, dialed into the frequency of abundance, always and in always. I'm Michelle J. Lamont, a manifestation master, author, speaker, and coach. And for the last five years, I've obsessively dedicated my life to uncovering, dissecting, and analyzing every aspect of the practices and modalities in which we call manifestation. We truly are more powerful than we can even imagine and fully capable of manifesting miracles on the daily. Now, I can't tell you which thought leader or topic we'll be discussing in our 30-minute pod, but I do guarantee that in every single episode, you will learn something about your divine power, the collective, and how to attract or manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. So let's get started manifesting your miracle right now. you are ready. You are ready to manifest your miracle. You are ready to manifest your life. You are ready to manifest every single thing that you are worthy of receiving because you, my friend, have dialed into the frequency of abundance. This is Manifesting Miracles with me, Michelle J. Lamont. And if this is your first time tuning in, well, buckle up. Put the seat tray table up, relax and enjoy the frequency, the energy and the vibration of the abundance that is about to come your way because you are knocking on the door of your abundance. You are elevating yourself into a higher vibrational state. You, my friend, are a manifesting manifester. It is a term we use here at Manifesting Miracles, the community of coaching and courses with people who are here to align themselves with the highest and the best version of themselves. I am Michelle J. Lamont, a manifestation master, author, speaker, and coach. And today, my beloved, my beautiful, divine, angelic, masterful, creative force of energy known as you are in for a ride. This is Tell a Story Week. Did you not know? This is Tell a Story Week. Okay? Okay. Because get the popcorn out. Episode 111 was how I manifested Dr. Wayne Dyer and his daughter, Serena, author, Serena Dyer. And today I just thought, you know what? Let's just keep up with stories. And you've heard me tease it. And it's, I hope it's not that great. Of, it's not that great of a story, but it's a great story. It's a great story. How I manifested one of the most famous women in the world, Kim Kardashian West. Or Now she's Kim Kardashian again. She was Kim Kardashian when I met her. Then she was West. Now she's Kim again. But well, however you do the double Ks, I'm here to tell you that you can manifest anything. I've manifested Oprah. I've manifested one-on-one with Oprah. I've manifested one-on-one with Cindy Crawford. Um, that was my very first celebrity, Cindy Crawford, when I was in college. Uh, Kim Kardashian. I have done numerous actors and actresses, and then I manifested a whole career getting on the red carpet. And this is separate from all of that. This is separate from all of that. So before you say, but Michelle, you were a TV media publicist, and you were on the red carpets, and you worked with network television, and you were being flown around the United States for all of these celebrity things, and blah, 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 blah. See, that's how my inner voice sounds to me whenever um, it's... I'm going to do something and it's annoyed by me. It starts talking to me like, well, well, anyway. So I want you to know two things about this. 
First, you are always manifesting. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're going, you're manifesting. You see, manifesting, what does it mean? It means that you bring something from your thought to the frequency, the creative state, to the vibration where it exists. We are energy. We are energy. Say it with me. I am energy. I am energy. I am energy. And so energy, good job, good job, good job. Energy is the state in which you must transmute things into the frequency. That's when you have the inspired action. That's when you feel like taking that course and then you walk into class that first day and you sit next to your new best friend for life or maybe your wife. And so frequency is how the universe starts to move everything into motion because it's a three-part step. First, we're energetic beings. And so just right now, if you think of yourself, if you've ever seen one of those car dealerships where they have like the floating dude or if you watched Friends or if you watched um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they, they do episodes where the people look like the, tr- the, the little blow up guy with like the air blowing up at the top and the air blowing up at the top and the wailing arms. So I want you to think of energy as that, but in a, in, in a, in a wave length. Okay. So it's floating like an ocean. Think of an ocean wave and your energy. And so it's floating up and down, in and out. And we're all energy recognizing itself. Now, we're in a holographic universe, obviously, because our eyes, our our mind, and our energy recognizes a fraction of these dots that come up in their earrings or a person or a face or whatever. And so then we interpret the frequency as a thing. So first we're energy, we're energetic beings. And so this is a wavelength, okay? And the little floating guy is the energy that you are. And so then all of a sudden, this floating guy and this wavelength pattern, like if you've ever seen a wavelength pattern, I'm moving my arms right now, up and down like a seesaw, you're a wavelength. So you're an energetic being. Oh energetic being. Yes. So you're an energetic being. And then you say, I want XYZ. Love, success, abundance, insert there, whatever it is that you desire most. And then all of a sudden, it appears. No, it was always there. The second that you said, I want to meet Kim Kardashian, I want to meet Oprah, I want to uh, live on in a million dollar view house and dolphins in my backyard, the universe conspires to make sure that your holographic reality is the energetic result of your desire. So that's where the, the vibration is. So we're vibrational beings. We're energetic beings creating a frequency in which the vibration aligns with us. Now, if this is your first time tuning in and you're a little like, did I sign up for a science class, Michelle? Well, baby, I know you're intelligent. Putting on a little Kim Kardashian perfume as we speak because I'm going to just embody my KK. Oh, oh, I love her. I love her. Woo, and this smells good. I love KK. I love all of her, everything she does. I have skims. I have her perfume. I have her makeup. <laughs> I have everything. It's two o'clock. And now you know what time it is. 
So it's two o'clock. Isn't that funny? Two all day. So uh, my 111 episode, my 111 episode aired at, and here you got to see how the universe is always doing this, energy, frequency, vibration, energy, frequency, vibration. My 111 episode, which is angel number 111, airs on February 2nd, 2-2, February 22nd, 2-2 of 2022, 2-2-2-2-2 at 2 p.m. 2. 2-2-2-2-2-2-2. I mean, I'm telling you, we are a vibrational energy experiencing this reality. And we are brought up in such a limited state of being, a limited way of seeing things because we want to believe in the 3D reality, but we're actually in a 5D holographic reality creating things into the ether from the cosmos here. You and God are not separate. You and God are experiencing this life together. And so when he says in the Bible, I am that I am, only time God says his name in the Bible. Now, listen, if you're Jewish or you're Sikh or you're Muslim or you're atheist or you're agnostic or um, you're Methodist, you're Catholic, whatever you are, Presbyterian, Mormon, Scientology, Well, if you're Scientology, you're probably not allowed to listen to this. But whatever you are, and if you're Mormon, you're probably not allowed to listen to this either. Whatever religion you are, I'm here for it. Good. I'm glad you have something, a faith that works for you. I believe it's all the same message about the same God, and we're all just interpreting it differently. So here when I say God or I say universe, it's all the same, or I say creator, it's all the same. So if this is your first trip here at Manifesting Miracles, the community of courses and coaching, then you are absolutely going to understand that it's out of no offense to the greatest thing that is the thing of the thing that is everything God. So you and God are experiencing this life together. And so each and every moment of your life, God is experiencing itself through us. Now, we're not raised to believe this. We're not raised to think this way. We're raised in cause and effect. We're raised in a 3D reality where we have to have action to make things happen. But in reality, when we just calm ourselves down, when we just dial it back a little bit and we start meditating and we start being more whole in our energy, when we start being more whole in our environment, when we start thinking that we are all connected, the little bitty algae at the bottom of the sea has a very defined purpose for the fish and then the whale and then the ocean and then the air and the atmosphere and then the beaches and the land and the birds and then us. There is no part of this multitude of galaxies. One galaxy has millions of Earths. And there's millions of galaxies. And so we're in the Milky Way galaxy. And so we are absolutely experiencing this universe through our perception of it. And so we are brought up in a world where we are built to be fearful of everything. We're built that we're not smart enough. We're not the right color. We're not the right size. We're not the right country. You know, I know that I'm being listened to in 64 countries around this little blue marble. 
And this is the year 2022. And right now we are, you know, in a very unique stage here on chapter COVID here on planet Earth. So whether this is 2040 or 2060 or maybe it's 2023 and I'm passed on, every single day you can listen to one of these podcasts. I download and transmute these through an energy called my psychic intuition. I don't write anything down. I, I am a constant reader. I read probably two books a week. I attend courses. I'm certified on a wide number of things from business to mindfulness cognitive therapist to a happiness expert by Yale. And all of this is to say none of that means any fucking thing. Because when I started on my journey, I was homeless. I was orphaned. And nobody claimed me or wanted me. And I thought I was alone creating in this universe, surviving through people trying to sexually assault me at the orphanage, to getting sexually assaulted, to being physically assaulted, to marrying a narcissist and being in a mentally, verbally and abusive relationship, having no family support at, at all. So my ex-husband became my support system and my abuser. All of this to say, I forgave my dad, I forgave my ex-husband, I forgave the two gentlemen at the Waco Children's Methodist Home that assaulted me, I forgave myself for all of the things that I became hateful, angry, vindictive, evil, because I believed in that 3D reality where I'm here. I am a first generation American um, with absolutely no family. How do I communicate with Colombians, you know, in a country where I'm a little 10 year old kid and there's no Internet and there's no fucking cell phones. Right. So that's to say that life moves very fast. And in this reality, we can quantum leap in and out of anything we want. And if you don't know what I mean, go back and listen to my episode on quantum leaping. There's several. Go back and listen to episode two. Episode 12, episode 40, episode 44, episode 59, episode 71, episode 111. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. Okay. So I want you to understand one thing and the most important thing that you came here to do is to create to create freedom for yourself, to create joy, to create happiness. But when you are creating, you're going to have to experience things. You're going to have to experience low vibrational energy to know that you don't want to be a part of it. And if you don't get the lesson, it'll keep coming back and keep coming back and it'll come back as a boss, as a neighbor, as as the person at the drive-thru, as the car behind you. You'll have a car accident. You'll have a disease. Like the universe, God source energy will stop you in your fucking tracks until you get on that path. And so if this is the time and the place that you have decided to align yourself back with God, back with the universe, align yourself with your angels and your guides, then I am here for it. I love you. You are a beautiful divine light being. I want you to snap all the way back. I want you to take low vibrational people and tell them to take a fucking seat. This is your time to shine. Remember the meek shall inherit the earth. This is that time. Now, you're probably wondering, Michelle, tell us the story of Kim Kardashian. 
So let's get into it. Um, I All I have to say is <sighs> I love you. Okay. So I can't remember the first time that I saw Kim Kardashian, but it was it was probably right after Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie's Simple Life. Kim Kardashian was a stylist for Nicole Richie. Um, no, for Paris Hilton. And they lived in Calabasas. And funny enough, I lived in Calabasas. And my mom had a, her uh, salon. She was an esthetician in Calabasas. And so we lived in California for a minute. Obviously, we lived in Agoura, um, which is right next to Calabasas. And um, it was beautiful and phenomenal. And we had a tennis court and we were very wealthy and everything was beautiful. Then we moved to Texas and yada, yada. My mom dies. I go to the orphanage and here we are. <laughs> that said, I had a dog, a dog named Nixon. And if you've heard my previous episode, I believe, ooh, I want to say it's episode 26 where I talk about Nixon. So I had this dog named Nixon and and. On the way to the airport on my first trip to Europe, I've lived in three countries and I've been to about 19. So I'm on my way to my very first trip and I had this feeling like I was never going to see Nixon again. And I almost stopped the trip, yada, yada. I don't want to go into it because I'll cry. So I had a psychic dream that I should start a dog bakery. And with $250 and a car that went in first, third and reverse, I refused the job that was I was supposed to take because I hired a recruiter. Everybody does this after school. And because of my psychic dream, and of course, the, my then husband was like, you're crazy. You need to go get a job. You need insurance. Well, I'm somebody that has always believed in myself financially. Let's just say that. I, I have what it's called that Midas touch for business and money. And that's why I'm so good at coaching. And if you want to know what it's like to work with me, you can sign up for a free 15-minute call. While I'm alive and I have availability, you should take advantage of this. And you should also take advantage and sign up for my course, which is open right now. You can sign up for it. It's called Into the Mystic. And it's a four-week one-on-one course where you and I will talk and speak to each other every single day. And you will be in alignment with some of the most wonderful people on the planet. Now, I cap it at 30 people. So once I hit 30, it's closed and you have to wait for the next one. But this one's very special because Serena Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer's daughter, is going to be a special guest. And oh my God, I can't wait. So anyway, back to my psychic intuition. I may not have been able to walk away from my abusive and um, situation with my husband. But I was able to always stand up for myself in business. This is just something that I knew I had. It was a gift. So I coach people on all areas of their life. I love working with entrepreneurs because I teach you how to um, hone in on your ideal clients, how to increase your business, and how to manifest more money into your reality. It's really, really, really practical and, and tactical uses of this mystical force in the universe called manifestation. So here I am in, in um, creating this business. It was a, I had a car that went in first, third, and reverse. Yep. That's it. Sunroof didn't close all the way. Nope. When it rained, I had to put a trash bag over it. Yep. Now I have manifested, and you should listen to this two-part episode, how I manifested my million-dollar view as I look out the window right now and I see my dogs laying by the ocean and boats going by. I can tell you that you can manifest anything into your reality. I'm not special, but I'm very special. You're not special, but you're very special. 
because God decided that it was your turn to incarnate here on earth. And you're only here for a minute, babe. You're only here for a minute. Why waste your time, your life, your energy on a clock in, clock out if that does not meet the highest and the best version of you? Now, if you are passionate and you're a teacher, yes, you can manifest anything into your reality. You can manifest anything in your reality. If you're a realtor, yes. If you're a financial advisor, yes. If you're an aerobic instructor, yes. If you're a personal trainer, yes. If you're an esthetician on any level, yes, 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 yes. If you're a garbage collector, construction worker, yes, yes, yes. If you're a librarian, yes. If you're a computer analyst, yes. If you work for the government, yes, 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 yes. God says yes to everything. So I just decide I'm going to start this business. I have this psychic dream about making dog biscuits. And I end up opening this business and... On a shoestring budget, by year three, I was close to twenty or $30,000 in debt. Now, here's the kicker. By year five, I was doing a million dollars in sales and had won almost every business award you could win. And I was getting paid to speak about how I was able to get so much business, grow my business so fast and get so much media attention. And at this time, I didn't have any inkling that one day I would be a publicist. I was just a young 21-year-old kid trying to make it in the world, you know? And so I believe you can create anything. I created that by the time I was 25. Yeah, so fuck you for anybody who's saying you can't do it because of your age. Fuck you for saying anybody saying you can't do it for your ethnicity. Fuck you for anybody saying that you can't make it in this world. Because if anybody ever tells you, let me be the devil's advocate, they have just exposed who the fuck they are, the fucking devil. That's what they are. They're not walking up and saying, oh, baby, you can do anything. I believe in you. You should go for it. Well, Michelle is here to say that to you. Baby, you can do anything. Baby, I believe in you. Baby, I believe in you. Baby, I believe in you. I'm wrapping my energy all around this microphone, all throughout the wires and the cables and all of the internet that goes under the ocean around the planet. And into your home and into your ears right now, I love you, I love you, I love you. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. So here I am, I have this business, it's established, um, I'm doing quite well, and I decide I want to get some media. Because I can't really afford advertising, but I'm really good at creative and strategy and thinking. And so I decide that I'm going to pitch this reporter, and this reporter and I end up becoming very, very good friends. And um, I end up completely changing his life. He was a reporter that was going nowhere. Um, He was stuck at this news station in Dallas, Texas. And somebody approached me for doing a book. And I was running, I had four locations in different malls in Dallas, Texas. My business was called Foxy Paws. You can look it up. Um, I think there's still even a Facebook page open. And I started that business with $250 and in five years grew it to, to over a million. And I and it employed over 60 people at four locations um, for over 10 and a half years. So I re- reach out to this reporter, end up changing his life. I, I get offered this book deal. I go to him and I was like, dude, brother, you were the first person to put me on the air for my dog business. And I still wasn't a publicist. I was just a, an entrepreneur with this idea and had grew it and grew it and grew it, grew it, grew it because I am a manifesting manifester. Say it with me. I am a manifesting manifester. Say it with me. 
I am a manifesting manifester. One more time, all together now. Three, two, one. I am a manifesting manifester. Yes. Feel that energy rise. God loves you. Yes. So here I am off getting offered this book deal and I turn it down because I have four stores, 60 employees, you know, inventory. It's it's chaos. Like my days are just all long ass days, but I'm very successful. So what happens? He is single when I meet him. I give, I tell him how to do this book deal. He has a girlfriend. The girlfriend and I become friends. They get married. I'm at their wedding and I change his life. He goes from making $50,000 a year. I tell him what to call the book. I said, why don't you, in fact, you can go look this book up. It's real. Uh, it's by Jeff Crilly. Jeff Crilly. And in the foreword of this book, not only is there a chapter about the magic of Michelle, but it's dedic- there's a dedication with my name in it. Yep. So he went from like $50,000, $60,000 a year to making a million dollars a year after my interaction with him. So his girlfriend and now he's multi-multi-millionaire because of me. So anyway, <laughs> he had a girlfriend that became his wife and I was at their wedding and I was there through their courtship and she, I thought she was my friend, but she was one of those fake friends. You know what I'm talking about? They only like you when you're sad. They only like you when you're a loser. They only like you when you're uh, depressed because then they can walk all over you and they seem superior. And that's what it was. And so I didn't realize that because I was in a very low vibrational state where I just wanted anybody to be my friend. I didn't care who you were. As long as you were nice to me, because my, you know, I would go home every day to a husband who hated me. And I worked all day with employees who were always, you know, trying to, you know, not work. And all I could do was make money. And it was a living hell, really and truly. Um, People from the outside thought like, oh, look, you have everything. No, I don't have shit, man. I don't have shit. And so I became friends with her. And all of us, you know, over this five year period of friendship, I became obsessed with Kim Kardashian. Of course, she didn't have makeup lines. She just had perfumes that she had through other people at this time. And I would just wear those perfumes. And if she was, you know, sponsoring something, I would go and buy it. You know, whatever it was, I would do it. I became obsessed with Kim Kardashian. I tried to do my eyebrows like her. I tried to do my hair like her. I tried to dress like her. I mean, obsession. I looked at photos of her. I talked about her all the time. I'm like, Oh my God, Kim Kardashian did this. And I would watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And one of the things that I noticed in Keeping Up the Kardashians were these two little green orbs. Every time Kim was on camera in the outside and or anywhere, there was these little green orbs whenever she would talk about manifesting or or being a a manifester or creating her reality. And and so I, I felt like, you know, Kim was this Egyptian goddess reborn again, and they were here to transform us. Because really, what did the Kardashians do? They made it thick, they, it being thick okay. Thank you. Yes. They made a bad sex tape into a billion dollar industry. Uh-huh. Yes. Not being blonde hair and blue eyed and being Middle Eastern, being ethnic was now hot. Okay. Yes. Thank you. What did this woman not do? Anyway, so my obsession with Kim grew and grew and grew. I think she's a phenomenal entrepreneur. I think she's creative. I think she's smart. I think she's sweet. I think she's funny. I was obsessed with her, obsessed with Kim. So I would always tell, now remember, I'm just a dog bakery owner. 
Now I say just, but I'm an entrepreneur. I have a successful business, obviously. You know, now I'm growing it. I'm at 1.2 million a year, whatever. So in sales. So I'm over here going like, okay, okay, okay. I'm loving Kim. So I became friends with this reporter and then his his girlfriend, he gets his girlfriend a job by like she was a, she couldn't get a job in TV yet. And so he took a pizza box with her resume and took it over to the TV station she would then get hired at. And she and he's like, you got to look at this this um, video. And then they ended up getting engaged and getting married. So she became an entertainment reporter. And initially, my friendship was with him and then it extended into her and we became close. But like I said, it was one of those friendships where I was the bottom of the pole and she was the top because she was out here, you know, interviewing celebrities and, you know, having this entertainment life, interviewing movies. She would go on these movie junkets, et cetera, et cetera. But she was a total piece of shit. Like I've forgiven her for her shittiness, but good Lord, Victoria. Ugh, disgusting. She's just a horrible person. I definitely am glad that God ended that relationship because she was no bueno. So anyway, this relationship at that time was very good in that I was always idolizing her. So I would incessantly talk about Kim Kardashian, like all the time. I'm like, oh my God, did you see what Kim was wearing? Did you see Kim this? Did you see Kim this? And so then I started be getting TV segments. I started booking TV segments because I owned a dog bakery. So I would do dog segments. Okay. So I would go on there and say like, hey, this is what your dog should be wearing um, for summer. Here's a life jacket. Here's a bikini. Here's sunglasses. Here's whatever. Okay. And so I, I, I ended up learning PR by not wanting to spend money on advertising. So I started going to the library and reading how to pitch and do a press release and self-taught. So I end up getting a regular segment on Fox 4 News in Dallas, Texas, every about once a month. And um, then I was doing it with ABC. And I would go on and talk about the different charities that I was running um, and, and events that I was hosting. And I became friends with all these reporters and all these producers and all these TV people because God's plan for you is way bigger than you can even believe. When I was just trying to be an entrepreneur, God was already setting me up for my next career. God was already paving the way, clearing the path so that way I could manifest. I could be successful in public relations in 45 days and not five years. My first one, Foxy Paws, five years. Second job, second business I created, Lamont PR, 45 days I was profitable. Don't you know that God has that? God's got you. Okay. So I'm, I'm friends with all these reporters. I mean, all these reporters and all these producers and I'm bringing them stuff for their dogs and I'm bringing cute little dogs on and I'm, you know, cute and bubbly and whatever. So as I start to go to all of these different things, I start telling everybody I know, oh my gosh, if you ever meet Kim Kardashian, you have to invite me. You have to take me there. You have to bring me. I'm sorry this is going long. I know it's going long and I'm getting to it. So uh, I said this over and over again. If you ever meet her, if you ever meet her, if you ever meet her, if you ever, I mean, I would just repeat this all day long every time I talked to reporters. <sighs> so it was early fall and maybe like September, October time. It was, it was before my birthday. My birthday is October 25th. And so 
this woman, Victoria, and I were friends at the time. At the time, I loved her very much. I love her still. I've forgiven her. But definitely low vibrational energy. So Victoria and I spent a lot of time together. And I did whatever I could to help her. And I was always her number one cheerleader. And so I would tell her over and over and over and over and over again, if you ever get to meet Kim Kardashian, you don't take me. I'm going to never, I'm going to sever our relationship. And I almost said it jokingly, but it was also something psychically about me that I was just had this obsession with Kim Kardashian. So one day out of nowhere, Victoria calls me at 11 o'clock in the morning and says, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm at the store. I'm at North Park. I'm at the Galleria. I'm at Willow Bend. I'm at Stonebriar. I don't know where I am. I'm somewhere in Dallas. And she was like, I need you to go home. I need you to get changed. And I need you to meet me at Nordstrom's at Galleria. So why do I need to get changed? She goes, because you're always dressing so casual. It was her way of always putting me down. So I said, okay. She's like, put something black on, put something with heels on, make sure you have makeup on and bring your driver's license. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is this? I go, what are we doing? And she goes, this is your birthday present from me. Please just come up here. So I get the store covered and I was like, what time? She's like, by four o'clock. I'm like, okay. So I get the store covered. I go home. I quickly change. I make the arrangements and I drive like a speeding bullet up to Galleria, Galleria Mall at the Nordstrom's there. And when I walk in, there are cameras and video cameras and photographers and press everywhere, like everywhere, everywhere. And I walk in and I'm looking around for her and she's like a giant, like a giraffe. She's like seven feet tall. So I, of course, I spot her and I walk over and I go, oh my God, girl, what is going on here? And she just looks me dead in the face and she goes, do you have any felonies? I'm like, what? No, I don't even have a speeding ticket. And she goes, okay. And she hands them my driver's license. She's like, give me your driver's license. Give her driver's license. She hands it to him. She's like, they're going to hand it back to you in a little bit. And I go, what's going on? And then they say, press, come this way. And then she goes, they say, press one through 44 this way. And she holds up and her ticket's 33. And she goes, come on. And we start walking and we're walking down this aisle. And um, she was like, perfect timing. I go, girl, what's going on? And she waits for everybody to walk past us because there was an elevator that we're going down. It's like meeting the president. It was the craziest thing. And we get to the right before the elevator shaft. She pulls me aside. She goes, I need you to be really calm. And I'm like, "Okay." She goes, I was assigned. An interview and the interview is with Kim Kardashian. And I go, oh, my God, congratulations. Still not putting one and one together. (laughs) And so I go, when? And she goes, Michelle, right now. And I'm just in shock. I'm staring at her. And I said, what? She goes, I put you down as my camera person. So what you need to do is just hold the camera. You don't even have to do anything. It's going to be on a tripod. You just have to stand in front of it and act like you're the photographer. And I'm looking at her and I go, what? Like, I'm in such shock. The words, the nouns, the adjectives, the verbs, I I can't grasp it. So then they were like, let me see your ticket ID. ID, did you have a press? You have a press pass? And she's like, yep, she's with me. Um, We get into the elevator shaft and everybody's all quiet and trying to be cool. And I'm freaking out. Like, reporters are supposed to act like, you know, oh, we don't care. We're, We're here for a job, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. 
I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Are we all going to meet Kim Kardashian? And everybody starts laughing. And they're like, uh, and then Victoria goes, she's an intern. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Victoria's like, calm down, Michelle. Shut up. Be quiet. When we exit this interview, when we exit the elevator, you have to be really fucking calm and chill. And everybody's nodding their head. And I was like, but, but, but she goes, shut up. I'm like, Ugh. and I'm freaking out. And we go into this like dank where like storage room with all these other reporters. And they call the first set of reporters and they call the second 30 reporters. Then they call the third set. And at this time, Miss Kardashian was just finished dating a Dallas Cowboy player. Marcus Allen, I think. No, 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 no. That was OJ Simpson days. Anyway, so she was dating. She had, had she had been tied to some cowboy player, and I can't remember it right now. And and so the door swings open, and I believe it was Chris Jenner, or Chris Kardashian, Chris Jenner, and she goes, "May I have everyone's attention? Kim Kardashian is here to talk about the lipstick line that she is promoting." Lip liner, lip plumper, lipstick, her facial routine, her beauty routine. That is it. The next person that asks her about a sex tape, about her ass, or about the who she's dating will be ejected and I will shut down all of the interviews for the rest of the day. So all this work that you did to get cleared to be in this room will be for nothing if these other idiot reporters that you're in this pool with do not listen. Raise your hand if you do not understand. Everybody's arm is down. Now remember, we're 33. So we're just sitting around like, you know, like I'm I'm literally just trying to calm down. I'm I am just like can't catch my breath. I'm looking around the room. I I I you know I know this is every day for them, but for me, little old me, little old nobody me. <sighs> so then the room opens back up. The woman comes now, the publicist comes out and she says, Victoria Snee and camera person Lamont. And I'm like, I look at her, she goes, Well, I guess we just got moved up to the front of the line. And the reason that we we got moved up to the front of the line was because Victoria specifically did entertainment and beauty, and they knew that she would stick to the core essence. So they wanted to get it back on track because obviously Miss Kardashian was upset. So they take us out of the room and they're like, Lamont, and they say, Victoria, do you understand the rules? And we nod our head. And they're like, do not speak outside of the questions. She will answer when she's answering. And if she wants to do a selfie afterwards, she will. But if she doesn't, she will get up and walk out of the room. So do not ask for one. She will let you know. And I'm like, no one's ever going to believe me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on, Kim. I love you, Kim. I just started saying that to myself. I'm like, I love you, Kim. 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 Then they take us to a room. That is literally 150 square feet. It is so tiny. It is, it's painted walls are purple. The carpet is black. And there's a spotlight over a throne style chair. Think of like a, a velvet emperor's chair with the high wing back. Okay. And 
then there's three people against the wall. And my recollection is that it was Chris Jenner and two publicists, but it could have just been my imagination. So the in there, there's a, a, a sound that's made. The door pops open and out walks Kim Kardashian. I'm in a room, a 150 square foot room with somebody that I had been obsessing about for like two years. Thought about her, loved her, supported her, wanted good things for her, loved her. I thought she was just phenomenal. And there she is. And she's so tiny. Oh my God, she's so tiny. So she has beautiful hair and her skin is like fucking ridiculous. Like how she doesn't even have a pore. And her lips, everything. She's just beautiful. And she walks and it's very fitted on the top. And then it's like a bubble kind of balloon fit on the bottom. And she walks in and then she smiles and nods her head at us. And then she goes to sit in the chair. And when she does, Victoria hits record on the machine because I'm in such shock. I can't move. I'm just standing there in front of the tripod and the camera staring at her. And she sits down and like, oh, God. And as she turns around to sit down, I get the I get to see it. I get to see the ass, the ass that broke the Internet. Holy shit. She's teeny tiny little waist. And then this big, thick, beautiful, juicy, badonkadonk, chunky, fucking gorgeous, beautiful bubble ass. And I was like, damn, that's the eighth wonder of the world right there. Because she was so tiny and little and she was just like. Walking in very perfectly on these super, super high stiletto heels. She turns around. I see the caboose. She sits down. I'm like, oh, my God. So we they conduct Victoria conducts the interview with, with Kim Kardashian. And I'm just nodding my head and smiling. And then at one point she asks a question and I'm just stepped away from the camera staring like a hole through with this huge grin on my face. And and Miss Kardashian looks up and smiles and nods like she could tell, like, I'm freaked out. Like she was kind of like laughing about it. And then we asked the last question and she's like kind of trying not to laugh because I probably look like Chucky, like the crazy doll staring a hole through. I'm like, you're Kim Kardashian, you're Kim Kardashian, you're Kim Kardashian. And um, the and, and I'm I'm like inches. I can smell her. I can, she if she if she had flipped her hair, sweat mate would have definitely gotten on me. Okay. And I'm just staring at her. I'm like, oh, I wish I could just reach out and touch your face. (laughs) And so the interview is over and she stands up and I'm so nervous. And, and Victoria like starts to break the camera down. And she says to me, would you like a selfie or would you like a, I think it was selfie. And, and I said, yes, I love you so much. And she goes, I know. And I smiled. I go, I just love you. I just love everything about you. I love you so much. And she goes, okay. I go, I love you. <laughs> and she goes, okay, turn. So the two of us turn and they instruct us before we take the picture, don't touch Miss Kardashian. So Kim has a pose and she puts her hands right in front of her. And we, and I'm sure it's the same picture like a hundred times that way because she has this very specific angle and it's perfect. Like you cannot take this picture bad of her. Like she's got it down to a science. So we take the photo and I, I nervously move my arms to touch her back. And then I put it back. And after they take the photo, she just smiles. She turns around and looks at me and she goes, it's okay. 
And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, it was just instinct, like, to go to touch her. And then I remembered and, uh, and she and I'm just right there. My, my whole I'm touching her shoulder, you know. And and she goes, thank you, ladies. That was great. And then um, I was like, bye. Love you. And Victoria's like, come on. And she, she drags me out and we get out to the hallway and I just break down and start crying like hysterical. And I just told her, I go, Victoria, I don't I don't know if we'll be friends forever, but I'll never forget this. This is the greatest present I've ever had. And she says, yep, happy birthday. Well, it ended up being many years later, she would betray me and not be a good friend. And and as I healed, she didn't like that I had self-esteem and self-respect and yada, yada. So she said, when I elevate and I became spiritually higher, all the people who were not a vibrational match to me, they shed, they, they, they became not part of my vibration anymore, my energy or my frequency. And so that is how I manifested Kim Kardashian. Isn't it amazing that I've, I've manifested some of the most famous and wealthiest women on the planet? The top 100 women on Forbes last year, two of the women, Oprah and Cindy Crawford, I manifested. Okay? We can manifest anything into our reality, anything into our reality. We are the perceivers and the receivers of the engine of the creation of the energy, the frequency, and the vibration. That's why I teach what I teach. I offer these courses because I have been through it all. I know what works. I know what doesn't. And Into the Mystic is a four-week course. It starts March 20th. It's every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to manifest the most abundance, the most success, and the most love you've ever experienced in your life, you need to work with me. You need to tell all your friends and all of y'all need to come. You're going to meet this community of manifestors, this community of creators, this community of blessed souls who want to support you, who love you, who really are on this journey with you. You will never meet people like this anywhere else because this is the manifesting manifestors community. And I love you. God loves you. You deserve it. So email me where? Info at michellejlamont.com. Info at michellejlamont.com. Info, I-N-F-O at Michelle J. Lamont.com. Michelle J. Lamont.com. <laughs> so I hope this time that you've spent with me today was worthy of the, of the energy that it took to listen. I know that this was a long episode, but it was so worth it. And I've been teasing it for over a year. So for those of you who have been on this journey since the get, and for those of you who are new to the game, That's how I manifested Kim Kardashian. And if you'd like to manifest things into your reality, all you need to do is email me at info at Michelle J. Lamont. Go to my website, Michelle J. Lamont, and book your free 15-minute session. Let's get started. Let's get going. And until next time, until next time, I'm Michelle Juanita Lamont. Go manifest your miracle today! Today!